The past seven episodes have gone in a flash. All episodes had an overall theme of what really is best for our children and young people. Chris Brindley, MBE, set the theme by challenging the perceptions of teachers, sports coaches and educators through the children's eyes. Do children really care who's delivering their PE, sport and physical activity sessions? The social impact of sport in the local community was also celebrated and Mitchell Quirk from Progressive Sports in Bristol and South Gloucestershire emphasised that relationships between the public and private sector should be developed to effect meaningful change. Chuck Shakespeare, Director of Research, Policy and Communications, delved into the key strategies we can take from other sectors, such as marketing and communication, to help engage more people in physical activity. And to round off the seven episodes, Hannah Crane, Director of Development at Street Games, reminded us how to connect and build trust with young people, which can be as simple as meet up where they are and bring pizza. You can listen to all of these episodes and past episodes by searching for the Active Code podcast. I look at coaching, and I think coaching is underrated. I think people should almost, you know, in education or sport, you have to have a coaching exam qualification because it just teaches you to do things right, to create that element of personal development and growth, but also fun and enjoyment. And sometimes that's missing in physical activity in sport. I see it sometimes in primary schools because perhaps people haven't been told and taught how to do it well. So if the local authorities can't do it, I'm a big advocate of inviting some of the private sector organisations to come in and actually do those lessons. I don't think a child of the age of 8, 9, 10, 12, 14 will ask any coach a question, uh, are you public sector or private sector? I don't think they care. I think what they want is an enjoyable session that they're going to benefit from personally. And more importantly, they're going to come back and do again and again. I think I think probably the biggest thing, Paul, is time. Um, probably time and and growth. Um, I think, you know, as we've kind of continued to grow, there's obviously, you know, a hell of a lot more to do. And there's only the same amount of time to do it. Um, and you know we we always put quite a great emphasis on um you know the relationships that we have with with staff the relationships that we have with our customers and you know ensuring that that quality is there and we probably found that some of those kind of really important um things to us were we maybe would maybe become diluted a little bit if we didn't start to uh, delegate a little bit more to to different people just purely because of of a shortage of time i think the the key is is asking asking people their reasons you know for if they want to thrive you know do they do they truly want to thrive um and and I, and i think almost working back with the, the end in mind you know if you want to thrive one of the key things, you know, what what does it look like if you don't do that? Um, is that is I think always an interesting question. But um, I think it's just that reflection, that reflective reflection. Why are you doing it? You know, who are you doing it for? Um, you know, I think that is that for me was was the most powerful thing. Um, and and I think as as humans and as people. We are very good at looking after others, be it our kids, be it our pets, pets, our parents. Um, 
and I, and I think it's just understanding you, your reason for why. You know, why do you want to thrive? Understand your your values and benefits and shout louder. So it goes back to that. I guess what I was saying before. I mean, what? Why? Why engage? What's in it for me? What's the whiff them? What do I get from this? What is in it from me? But put it put it into language that people can relate to. The average person, the ordinary person, the everyday person, how that they can relate to. So to shout louder about the benefits of activity that it will bring in, in all the areas of your life, not just health, mental health. And mental health is a huge subject at the moment. Not just mental health, physical health, lifelong learning, all sorts of things. Just gives you more purpose in your life. Shout louder. When a children's activity provider runs a holiday program in a in a in a in an area, whether it's in a school facility or or, or another facility, what's the social value capture of that? You know, because I think if we get to the point where we are we are looking at or we are sorry we are um, prioritizing um, value over cost, then then all of a sudden we are really showcasing what the sector can do. You know, the social impact um, and the social value. Of what we do is 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 huge. Are we are we capturing that? Probably not. Um, are we asked to capture that? No. You know, are we asked to capture that from the people that that often um, uh, use our services? Probably not. But can we get into that point? Because if we start to do that, then wow, we're getting some big, <laughs> we're getting some really big positive outputs there. Biggest sort of like slogan for me is sort of developing relationships to affect change. So if you want habits to change if you want um schools to change their standpoint on physical education if you want a child to to change their relationship with healthy eating and taking part in sport if you're inspiring engaging and you're a good role model and you can build those relationships you can you can affect that change and i think that's where the the emphasis has to be to be placed because there are a lot of organizations like progressive sports or aspire in the market there's lots and lots of us um and I think if you just place the emphasis on inspiring and engaging, you stand, you stand out, um, and you'll reap rewards from that, um, and it will get everybody active, active and healthy. The organisations we work with, we quite often work with more than one touch point, so we'll work with different members of, of the organisation. Um, they've got all kinds of experience. Uh, but they draw from that local community. So they're building trust with, between themselves as a workforce. But you're absolutely right. For those young people to trust them, they don't necessarily have to look like them. They don't necessarily need to be from the same estate. But it is important. Like Actually, those are key elements. Do those young people feel connected to you? Do they think that you understand them? And the easy point to start from that is, are you from the same place? And have you got similar life experiences? Um, I a famous um, quote from years ago was that young people need to know that you care before they care what you know. 